Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on your time zone. I am still not Charlie Smith, frustratingly enough, but you are still listening to the Britney Army Barracks. I'm Alan Aston, your host. Charlie is still out this week, but hopefully will be back with us next week. So I am welcoming back my good friend T. You may know her as at WTFB underscore Anon. Welcome back, T, and thank you for joining us again. Hi, thank you for having me again. So it's been a bit of a light Britney week. Let's kick it off with her surprise trip to New York City. Yeah, she was in my neck of the woods. I'm so upset that you and Alec did not see her while she was there. Oh, believe me, me too. It would have been amazing if one of you guys had been able to see her in person and said, hey, guys, she's real. We saw her. Would anyone believe me? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I would believe you for sure. I know you would believe me, but I think it's um, Britney's sightings are rare. So that is so true. Um, And I think even this one in itself, there was so much debate about whether it was legit or not. Um, She was seen in a club that I cannot remember the name of, but it was a private club in New York City, members only. And she was photographed with um, stars Maluma and Jay Balvin. Yes, she was in Zero Bond. That's the name of the restaurant. It's a members only restaurant. It's very exclusive, very expensive. Um, You're not only paying for your dining experience, but you're paying annual membership dues, too. So it's only certain people go in there. Yeah, I mean, and and I think it does make sense to me that Britney tends to go towards these more private places where she knows if she's somewhere that that's members only and you have to pay to get in, that there's going to be a certain level of respect given to her that isn't going to happen if she just hits up a hotspot anybody can walk into. Exactly. So everyone who's in there, they do know the rules. You know, no one's going to fangirl over her. No one's going to bombard her. No one's going to sneak pictures of her. That goes for the people who are there as patrons as well as the staff. Yep. And of course, the weirdest part about it to me, I think, is that TMZ had an exclusive photo of Britney with J Balvin and Maluma that had not been posted to socials yet before any of them posted it. That's my number one question with that whole experience is how did TMZ get that picture? Yeah. Someone in the circle had to send TMZ that picture. Yeah, I mean, the call was definitely coming from inside the house, for sure. I mean, and that gives me hope. I'm assuming she was probably with, like, a friend, probably Cade, to be honest, and probably her security detail and assistant. So these are all people that she has given her trust to already. So I'm, I'm thinking, my opinion is that probably it was sent to them from her team on purpose and that she okayed it. I agree. And Kate, actually, I'm not sure if Kate is a member of Zero Bond, but I know the New York City mayor is. And Kate has been in Zero Bond with the New York City mayor before. I don't know if he's a member or if he's been there as a guest, but he's been there. Yeah. And we know Kate and him have a relationship and they've been seen partying together at that club as well as a couple of years ago, he threw an exclusive party for Mayor Eric Adams in L.A. at a private club that he is a member of. And it included a lot of A-listers. Yeah. So he is, you know, he is a member of some of these secret celebrity hotspot member only places. We didn't see any pictures of him with her. Um, so we only have to assume that he was there with her. But if someone took that picture and ran it to TMZ, that would be my guess. Maybe it wasn't for nefarious reasons, though. Maybe it was just like everyone has been wanting to see Britney out and about. So here you go. Here she is out and about. 
Yeah, and honestly, I mean, it's one of the only stories that TMZ has run in the present time that was not mean towards Britney. It was a positive spin and just saying, like, here she is having a good time. And so, you know, it is possible somebody within Britney's team would want to feed this kind of thing to TMZ to counteract some of the negative things, even though I'm sure Britney Spears herself fucking hates TMZ. Maybe that's some sort of way of building a bridge between her team and TMZ. Yeah, well, TMZ has a lot of construction to do on that bridge major to make up for all of the horrible things they have said about Britney over the years. Um, I hope this maybe is a start of taking a more positive spin on all things Britney Spears related, but I guess only time will tell. And she was also spotted finally with another woman. We almost never see Britney Spears with women. It's always men that she's surrounded in, but she had posted a reel from her time in New York City with a woman that the internet quickly found her identity. And her name is Grace Hinckley. And she is some sort of like artist management person who uh, I believe runs this company called Post Oak LA. Yeah, and it seems like they take a very therapeutic approach to creating music and, and working with the artists who they work with to kind of carefully craft the music making experience to whatever that specific person's needs are at the time, which I could totally see Britney being a part of something like that, because it seems the industry has been extremely harsh to her. So if you have someone who has a business who really thinks about the person first, before the artist and the performer, I could see Britney getting down with something like that for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, you know how I feel about her making new music. I don't need it from her. If it's something her heart wants, then I want it for her. And I want her to have full control over that process and not be told what to do and who to work with. I want her to be able to make these decisions herself. And if she has chosen Grace Hinckley to move forward with, then I am excited for her. I am too. And if their website, uh, if they actually do what they say they do on their website, I think think that could be the perfect opportunity for Britney to be in a safe space where she feels comfortable to be an artist again and maybe give us music that is more meaningful to her. Yeah, God, I hope so. I really want to see everything from now on. If she's going to make music, I want it to be Britney's version all the time. Yes, her, her voice, her soul, her heart, her words. I would love to see some of that. And if Britney never wants to wants to give us music ever again, I'm fine with that too. But if she does, I hope it's authentic, raw Britney. Amen. Preach. I think, you know, so we can be maybe tentatively excited about it, but I think, you know, with that, there comes a lot of hesitation because fans were also digging into Grace Hinckley and who she's worked with before. And there was a couple of red flags. I think she had connections to Larry Rudolph and she had worked with Fifth Harmony before, which, as everybody probably knows, Sam Asghari, he's got his start in his career by starring in the Fifth Harmony music video, Work From Home. So I think I'm a little nervous about that. Even the Sam Asghari working for Fifth Harmony also goes back to Larry Rudolph, because Larry Rudolph managed Fifth Harmony. Um, but... It's very hard to find someone in the music industry who does not have connections to Larry Rudolph. I, we just have to face facts there. He's a big name when it comes to management in the music industry. Uh, people were also concerned about her connections to CAA. Again, another big name in the industry. They manage all kinds of talent. It, you would be hard-pressed to find talent 
big or small, that's not connected to CAA or at one time was not a part of CAA. So all of these things raise red flags, but all of these things are also extremely common in the industry. Yeah, I know. And so every time somebody gets upset about a connection, especially to something as huge as CAA, which I feel like represents almost all A-listers, I take that with a huge grain of salt. I'm like, I I don't know that you can avoid it. You really can't. It's really unavoidable. Like eventually there are certain companies that just monopolize the industry and what they do within the industry. CAA is one of them. Yeah, Exactly. And I mean, speaking of CAA, we just recently got the news that Britney Spears's audiobook is being primarily narrated by Michelle Williams, who is an actress. You might probably know her from Dawson's Creek, and she's going to be narrating the book. And I saw a lot of people were very concerned because of her connections both to CAA and the fact that her publicist is Matthew Rosengart's wife. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. That's interesting quite honestly. I also heard people talking about a bit of her background and how she was emancipated at a young age and the industry ate her up and all that. I did some research so I can clear some rumors here, but Matthew Rosengart is a high-powered attorney in Hollywood. His clients are specifically celebrities. As big as Hollywood is, circles run very tight and very small. Oh yeah. It's not uncommon, even outside of Hollywood, to know somebody. That's how you get gigs. That's how you land jobs. It's always who you know. Oh, always. And I mean, they don't call it the Hollywood elite for nothing. I mean, it is a small elite circle. And I think anything that we ever see moving forward in Britney's career, we're always going to be able to find a connection in some way like this because those circles do run so small. And then you also have to think about the fact that, like, Britney is in a place where I think her trust is really low, just in general. And so she's probably going to be looking to her friends like Cade to hand her people that he trusts, that he knows. And so I don't know. I I think, yeah, we can always worry and say, is this nefarious for some reason? But at the same time, I think we also have to acknowledge, like, maybe this is really just who and what she trusts. Exactly. If we were a fly on the wall and we heard the conversation of her lawyer, who she may trust, saying to her, hey, you know, my wife's a publicist. This is one of the people she manages. I think she'd be really great. Why wouldn't Brittany take that recommendation into consideration? Right. I mean, she's going to have zero trust for strangers or for somebody that nobody else knows. So to me, it makes sense. It makes sense to me as well. I, I do see why people see red flags with all of this. But I like to think of the alternative as well. If it was me and someone I was close to and trusted made a recommendation, of course, I'm going to hear them out. Of course, I'm going to have a conversation with that person and see if it's the feelings mutual. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't I don't know where I stand on that. I'm just I'm trying to stay in a place of just like um, a little bit of hopefulness, but still keeping a critical eye where we need to. And it's one of those things I feel like we're just not going to know till we know. We're not. And I think there has been some, I don't want to say shadiness, but they've tried to make Michelle Williams into someone that she's not, I guess I could say, make her more relatable to Britney and Britney's experiences. But I looked into it and her experiences really do not match Brittany. She wasn't emancipated for bad reasons. She had a very good, healthy relationship with her parents, especially her father. 
mm. uh, which is totally opposite to Brittany. She was emancipated with the support of her parents because she wanted to start acting at a young age and didn't want to have to deal with child labor laws. So that's the only reason she was emancipated with full support from her parents. It didn't have any bad background or horrible childhood or anything like that. It was simply to boost her career at a young age. So I think people are trying to draw comparisons there when there's really no comparisons to be made. Interesting. So yeah, I do feel like there is some sort of level of just trying to spin it um, and make it feel more relevant than it is. And I don't really, I mean, I don't know why they needed to do that, to be honest. I mean, she's a very accomplished actress and I just don't know, like, what's the reason to try and make this so specific if it's not really there? I guess because so many people have been asking, why won't Britney narrate her own book? And people are just dying for answers to that question. I'm curious as well. I could think of a million reasons. I could speculate on a million reasons. But I would truly like to know, like, why isn't Britney that into it? I think it goes back to everyone thinking throughout this whole process, she hasn't been that into it. So people want to know, and I guess they crafted some sort of answer that they thought would just make people quiet down as to why Britney has no interest in being the narrator. Yeah, I mean, because what we were told is that she will just be narrating the intro to the audiobook, which I don't know how that long that is going to be, but I'm assuming just like a minute worth of time. <laughs> it's not going to be a big portion of it. And at first, I think they tried to tease us and say like, oh, she's going to narrate some of it. And then a special guest is going to narrate the rest. And that was just their way of getting around the fact that we're really not going to get much Britney here. Yeah, they tried to make it like Britney would read certain chapters, but then the other chapters that were too traumatic or painful for her to really go through it again, they would have this special celebrity guest narrator narrate. But I don't, that's not what's happening. We're getting the intro from Britney. And the rest is going to be Michelle Williams. Yep. And I, I saw a post from Breathe Heavy, which I think I had sent you. And I still don't know what their source of information is. So this might have come directly from a source. They did not say. But they are claiming on Breathe Heavy that the publisher is actually mad at Britney Spears because she is not promoting it how they wanted. And she's not involved to the level of what they wanted. I mean, I don't blame them. Uh she really hasn't been that involved. And if I was the publisher who who laid out record-breaking amounts of money for this book, probably with certain stipulations and obligations, and it wasn't happening, I would be a little perturbed as well, not going to lie. Yeah, but I, I don't know the validity of that story. I couldn't get it confirmed by anybody. But I, I can only imagine if you gave someone a $15 million advance, and that's not all the money that she'll see from this. That's the advance. So if you're giving millions of dollars to someone to do this project, more than you gave to the Obamas to write their book, I think your expectations would be really high. So I totally... I totally see how the execs might be mad at this point. They're probably seeing... Not only, you know, she's not promoting the book, but they're seeing probably what some of the fans are saying, which is, where's Brittany? Where's Brittany in this process? Clearly, this isn't her writing this book if she doesn't even want to be involved in the process. We're not going to purchase this book because we're not sure that it's actually supporting Brittany or it's actually Brittany's words. So, so I'm sure the publisher is more than annoyed <laughs> at all of that because it's hurting their sales. And they lost a lot of money on this deal. You know, they released 
a new teaser little video this week with some quotes from the book. And I think they're now trying to convince fans that this is going to be a meaty book and that we're going to get a lot of the dirty details that we've been saying we wouldn't get. But I still don't feel convinced. Um, but I'll read the quotes out and we can discuss. So this is what was in their promo video. Uh, the quotes. I don't want it to be real. This is just a dream. It felt like I was living on the edge of a cliff. My demeanor was innocent and it wasn't an act. I didn't know what I was doing. I actually envy the people who know how to make fame work for them. If you stood up for me when I couldn't stand up for myself, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And those are, that's what they're teasing. Uh, I'm not getting explosive bombshells from that. I mean, I clearly don't expect them to use the meatiest part of the book in their advertising because then that would you know give away the book but still i'm not getting what we want to hear everyone knows what we want to hear and that's not giving it that's just giving more of the story of how britney spears did not like the industry and how the industry did her dirty which we know yeah um i was i was expecting something more personal at this point to surface but all of these are just fairly generic like i could read these and think it was almost about anybody. Like nothing about these feel like, yes, that is Britney's truth. These just feel like truths, but for anyone. Yeah, and any actress, singer, anyone who is a part of Hollywood could say that and I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. So once again, it's just like, we'll see. But so far, I I've been given nothing that assures me that the claims that this book is about to be full of bombshells is true. It feels to me right now like it's just a sales pitch because they know how loud we've been and how much we want that. But like, where is the evidence? I mean, and I guess they don't have to. If it's selling well, they're like, fuck it. It's selling well. We don't have to give them anything. I just hope that it's Britney's words. That's it. That's all I hope for. If they want to be vague and really lackadaisical in their advertising, fine. As long as what you're giving me is what Britney had to say, her words, her truth, okay, all, all the bad advertising is forgiven. Yeah, it's just been so frustrating as fans who have desperately wanted to hear Britney Spears tell her whole truth and nothing but the truth for so long to feel like we're being strung along in this process. And I know that they know. I know that they know that's what we want and they just won't give it to us, which makes me feel like that's because it's not happening. I think that last bit, what did it say? Thank you to the people who spoke up for me when I couldn't speak for myself. Yeah. I think that last bit was their Hail Mary um, for fan to convince fans that this book is for you. This book is giving you what you want to hear. And this book is going to tell you how appreciative Brittany is of you. So I think that was their way of trying to get fans who are kind of like on the fence back in. Yeah, maybe. But I think, you know, as a fan myself, I don't need any of this book to be a shout out to me. I don't. I would rather see it be a slaughter of the people who have hurt her than any kind of shout out to me or other fans. 100% agree with you on that. I don't need a shout out. I don't need a thank you. I don't need anything because everything that was done everyone did for the right reasons with Britney in their heart and just wanting someone to have their human rights, quite honestly. And she doesn't have to thank people. I know she did, 
but she doesn't have to thank people for that because all people were doing were, was standing up for another human being. So I don't need a book that says thank you yet again. She's has said thank you many times. I need a book that lets her get it off her chest. Like, go ahead, girl, say what you got to say. That's the book I need. This was exactly what they were saying to us when they first announced the release date back in like June. So the story really hasn't changed. They've thrown us a couple of new quotes that I think were supposed to convince us. And I now feel less convinced than ever. I agree. I, I'm waiting. I'm still trying to remain hopeful. Um, my expectations are low, but I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I really am hoping that I'm wrong. I'm hoping that it's so explosive that they really can't advertise it because she said her she said her piece and her piece is not something that could be advertised i'm hoping the same you know we'll just have to wait and see i'm really glad that our wait is getting shorter and shorter by the day because i just want to see this and see once and for all what what is in it what did she say can we trust it i have more questions than answers but i i can't wait to read it and see finally what it is in this book me too. I'm tired of speculating. I just want to know one way or, or another. Is it her? Is it not her? Same here. So moving right along to uh, more Britney news. This week, we were teased that there was a huge announcement coming and there was a countdown on the official Britney Spears merch website. And everybody was thinking like, oh, we're getting new music. Look, it says UMG and not Sony. She switched labels. They're going to announce music. But as it turns out, we just got a slew of new merch, which they're calling Legendary Quotes merch. Legendary Quotes. We have a quote from the court testimony, which was, I wasn't good. I was great. Or I'm not good. I'm great. Cool. Mm -hmm. But then I was watching our friend Kat at Not Brian Fallon on TikTok, and she made a really great point, and I think it's worth discussing. There was one shirt that says, I am Britney Spears, Ugh. which is a Jamie Spears quote. Yeah, she was quoting Jamie saying basically he is legally Britney Spears now. And that ha that's what he was running around saying. So I do not understand this as Britney Spears merch. I I'm like, what the fuck are you trying to say? Then it's not just a shirt. It's a shirt and a sweatshirt. This is the only one that got two different kinds of prints of the whole slew of stuff. And I'm like... Why would any self-respecting Britney fan want to wear a shirt that takes her identity away from her, first of all, and second of all, quotes her father taking her identity away from her? How is this empowering? It's not at all in any way, shape, or form. I would never, first of all, even if Jamie Spears had never said that, why would I wear a shirt that says, I am Britney Spears? I am not Britney Spears. Britney Spears is an icon and a legend. And I'm not going to walk around with something that says I am her on it because she is her and she is fantastic on her own. It's just a very weird merch idea. And then when you add in that it is a Jamie Spears quote, it's like, what the hell was anyone thinking here? Who on the marketing team okayed this? I, I just cannot imagine Britney Spears signing off on this herself. If she did, damn, I want to know the reason because it's freaking weird and it doesn't make any sense to me and I would feel really uncomfortable as a fan walking around with a Jamie Spears quote on myself that 
takes Britney's ownership of her own name and identity away from her and gives it to me? I don't deserve that. Nobody deserves that except for Britney Spears. So I, I'm very baffled. I'm very baffled what they were doing here. Right. Especially when one of the things that we've been continuously questioning and advocating for is does Britney own her own brand anymore? And if she doesn't, why the fuck not? Because she should. So for us to walk around with branded Britney content, calling ourselves Britney Spears, which was a quote from a man who completely took her identity away from her and did all of these horrible things to her. Like, hello, is anyone home in the marketing department? Can we have a conversation about this? Because what the fuck? Yeah, it's so weird. And then one of the other sweatshirts has a quote on it that came from uh, one of the advertisements from the book that we got recently. And it says, only while performing was I truly invincible. And that one's nice. And perhaps it's her her own words that we're going to see in the book. But at the same time, it once again just makes me fucking feel bad for Britney. Like, oh, the only time you felt good in your career was while you were on stage. That makes me really sad. Why would I want to wear that? And is that even true? Because through a lot of her career, she was forced to be on that damn stage. And they held things that she loved against her. Like, you can't see your children unless you do this. You can't take a vacation unless you do this. So she felt invincible on stage, but we all know she was forced up there for a long time. Right. And she's also talked about the way that she felt inferior in her own stage performances because she has talked about how her father would only hire female dancers that were like skinnier than her and then would tell her that she was fat and needed to lose weight. She's talked about how sad it was for all of her dancers on stage to be able to look so beautiful and whip their hair around. And then she had on wigs with conditioning treatments underneath because her hair was destroyed from all of it. I'm not saying she doesn't enjoy being on stage because I think she does, but she also seems to have a lot of trauma there. So I'm not understanding this quote either. I don't know what any of these people were thinking when they put some of these quotes on there because it's just it doesn't encompass the powerhouse that is Britney it's quotes it's not even images of her it's not even anything that's like that's Britney Spears that's the Britney Spears we all know and love that is the strong powerful woman that is Britney Spears who is about to tell her story in a book who is about to take her life back into her own hands and show the world the queen that she is Nothing about those quotes say that to me. It all speaks to a very sad time in her life. I know. And then they also even had the one that quotes work, bitch, which is a beloved song of hers for sure. But it's saying you better work, bitch. And if you're a Britney fan, that particular phrase might put a really bad taste in your mouth because they were making Britney work when she did not want to work. Yeah, against her will. So let's just put it on a T-shirt and tell that to everyone. (laughs) Yeah, these are all quotes that make me feel fucking bad. Not good. I agree. I, I didn't. I wasn't happy with the new merch at all. So I think all in all, it's just it's leaving a bad taste in our mouths seeing this merch that is clearly hyping up quotes that seem painful for Britney. And once again, we say, where is Britney in all of this? Yeah, where is Britney? Because I'm sure she wouldn't make merch that was kind of shading herself. Like what? Just like all other Britney news to me, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Will anything ever make sense? No, 
nothing will ever make sense to me, I feel like. At this point, I've just kind of given up hope that things are going to make sense to me. And, you know, maybe that's just something as a fan and as a fandom that we're just going to have to accept is that, like, what we're getting is what we're going to get. And we maybe at some point need to either take it or leave it. I've been feeling like that a lot lately because every time I think I've made sense of something, it's just like, guess what? No, you didn't. <laughs> it's going to get more confusing. Exactly. In more Britney news, um, her ex-dancer and close friend Willie Gomez was on The Voice and he is competing as a singer on The Voice. And it made news that his friend Britney Spears came on to support him and sent a message of love for his time on The Voice. But what did we find out? It's from 2016. Surprise! I mean, I, I think you and me knew that the second we saw it because Britney Spears had a really specific look in her 2016 Vegas era. Like she just, her face was looking a little different then. And so I immediately saw that and was like, nope, this is old. And of course we found out that Willie himself had posted this video to his Instagram in 2016. And it was her supporting a project that he was doing at the time, which was a solo album. Yeah, then The Voice decided to take that, use it. I don't think, I think this would have been a producer decision, not a Willie decision to take that, splice it, cut it, edit it a little bit to make it seem like Britney was currently wishing him good luck. Um, but that's simply not the case. So once again, people trying to use Britney's name to hype something up when she seems completely absent from the process. That just really rubbed me the wrong way. The way that they just cut out the parts that applied to the old project and spliced it together and was like, see, she showed up to show her support, but she didn't. And I'm like, you guys got to stop doing this because now we're like, why couldn't she have done that? Why yeah, they're, didn't they're she? creating conspiracy and questions where there didn't have to be any to begin with. They're just making everything look more suspicious by continuing to deceive yeah, I mean, I feel like in the world of Britney, we're just constantly feeling deceived. And, you know, one of the other ways we felt recently deceived was we found out that she got a, a ticket for not driving without a license and driving without insurance in her car. And she was allegedly pulled over on September 10th. We did not find out about it for a month. Then there were photos of her coming off of a plane from Cabo and those were labeled as having been taken on September 11th, which created an issue for people because they were like, wait a second. It was if Brittany was still in Cabo on the 10th, how could she have gotten this ticket if she didn't come back until the 11th? Right. You're right. She was allegedly still in Cabo when she was allegedly getting this ticket, um, yeah. which is true. How can she be in two places at the same time? But taking into consideration that sometimes paparazzi hold on to pictures for a little bit and can't release them until a certain time period, it's possible that what was labeled as September 11th wasn't actually September 11th of her at the Cabo airport. Yeah. And I, I actually, uh, this is not a popular opinion and people will be very mad for me to say it. I do think that's what happened most likely. I think a lot of people were taking it as proof that there are two Britneys running around somehow. There's a real one somewhere and a body double somewhere else, which by the way, I'm not saying that Britney doesn't have or use body doubles. I'm sure she does, especially for things like music video shoots and things like that. I don't know to what level there is a body double running around on her Instagram or out in the world making paparazzi shots, but I do have my 
doubts about that, but I reached out to a paparazzi or someone who is a wife of a paparazzi because I was looking for clarity. I was like, I want answers. I, I don't know who else to ask. And I was hoping that she had access to Backgrid because these photos were Backgrid. And I was like, can you get in there and like see the metadata? Because the only two websites that released those photos of her that were labeled as September 11th They were really weird websites that are not even news publications. It's not like Daily Mail said it. They were like hotcelebs.com and something else. So I reached out to her and asked, and she said that a a friend of her husband's was there that day, and it was actually on the 4th, which was, you know, possible because the last footage we saw of Britney Spears was from September 4th in Cabo. Paul Solis allegedly picked her up from the airport when she came back from, from Cabo on September 4th as well. That was according to Daily Mail. Um, they made a big deal out of it because supposedly that was the last interaction her and Paul Solis ever had. And Brittany was mad that he picked her up from the airport. Like she wasn't expecting that and she wasn't quite happy about it. So the Daily Mail made a big deal about it and they had the date at September 4th that this all went down. So it is possible that those pictures are from September 4th but for whatever reason, they were embargoed until September 11th when we saw them. Yeah, and I think that is possibly what happened. And it additionally, I learned something else from the wife of the paparazzi in that she said that um, the photos of Britney getting, like the ones of her walking by with the silver silver railing and the ones of her on the plane, like holding snow and all that, she said all those photos were actually taken still in Cabo and that they couldn't get Britney on camera when she landed in LA because apparently when stars land in LA what is typical is that a bunch of people come and cover them with umbrellas so we got photos of Paul Solis which we were told from the Daily Mail was on September 4th but I don't think they captured Britney when he went there to pick her up interesting I still have you know we can't really tell where those pictures were taken Mm -hmm. because they're cropped in such a specific way And that's one of the questions I always have regarding any paparazzi pictures of Britney. They seem so not organic and and they seem edited and they seem like, you know, they're they're cropping or editing in a certain way to push a certain storyline or or say what they want to say without question. And it's like, why? Does Britney have any part in that? Like, I would love for our girl to be able to say, like, yeah, after all those years, I'm in control now and I tell them what they can use and how I want to look and what I want people to see. That would be fabulous. But is that the case or are they still using these pictures against her? Yeah, I would love that answer too. I feel like the paparazzi can't really get that close to her at this time. Maybe she has more protection in her physical space. And perhaps that's why a lot of these are blurry Um, Whereas we used to get a lot of up close ones, but they used to be right up in her business to the point where they were so close to her car that she hit another car because they were making an unsafe scenario for her. So, I mean, in in some ways, I'm like, okay, if the photos are blurrier because she gets more personal space, then good for her. Um, But if they're blurrier because they're hiding something, then not good. I would like to choose to believe that they leave her alone more than they used to now. And she has some control over what is put out there, whether it be timing changes like this so people don't know where she is if she's on vacation and for safety reasons. I would love to think that after all those years of being harassed by the paparazzi, 
she now has a hand in controlling what we see. For the world to always know where she is, when she is, is not safe for her. So if everybody knows, hey, she's in Cabo right now, they know to go look for her and where to go look for her. And that's not a safe situation, which I think is why all of those videos we got people took in the bar in Cabo, they were taken apparently on the 4th. And, and our friend Adriana got confirmation from one of the girls who took one of the videos of Brittany in that bar in Cabo. She had a conversation with her. We saw the camera roll. It was taken September 4th at like 2.14 in the morning. So we know that, but none of those people posted their videos until I think the 8th. And if Britney Spears really did come back that next morning on the 4th, um, that makes sense if people are holding on to these things to make sure we're not putting her in an unsafe situation. Right, exactly. Yeah, everyone seemed pretty mindful of that. We, we got bombarded with that Cabo footage all at once. And I, I think it was the 6th, actually. So it was two oh. days later. But yeah, so they did wait. I don't know if they were told by Britney's team, like, hey, if you have any footage, please wait. That was a very, very weird time period when we got bombarded with that footage. And we were trying to figure out a lot of timeline type stuff. And I think the timeline is starting to make more sense now. And again, maybe I'm being optimistic, but I think Brittany and or her team had some hand in concealing her location. And that's why the timeline seems screwy. Yeah. So I guess... And the rest of our Britney news we have for this week, I guess we should talk about all the social posts we got, just a little bit of a social post roundup. I think one of the biggest things people were puzzled over this week was Britney kept posting um, dancing videos that now have a Christmas tree in the background in October. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is early this year in Britney's house. You know what? I, I think, again, Again, as we've been seeing, this is pointing back to a specific period in time. October of 2021, she did the same thing and made a post about it on mm -hmm. her Instagram about how she was putting her tree up early this year because obviously that was right before the ending of the conservatorship in November. So I think there was a lot of emotions. There was a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of trauma bubbling up to the surface and was a little bit of a difficult time for her. So she said she put her Christmas tree up early to make her feel happy and, you know, all the warm, fuzzy, cozy feelings you get with Christmas time. Here we are with it again. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, it does seem like she's been calling back to those times a lot. We talked about that a lot last week. And she did make a post this week with the Christmas tree in the background with a really interesting caption saying, just a little game of chess. You can't do that. You can't do that. Well, I just did it. And I wonder if that's her talking about putting her tree up before you're supposed to put it up. I hadn't even thought of that until just now. If you are out there telling Britney Spears not to put her Christmas tree up early, just stop. Let her put her tree up. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Let her be in the Christmas spirit as long as she damn well wants to be. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with putting a Christmas tree up if it's something that makes you feel warm and fuzzy and happy. The book, the book is coming out. Maybe that's dredging up some some mm. stuff for her, some anxiety, some feelings that were buried deep that are now coming to the surface. So just like before the uh, ending of the conservatorship, we now have her alleged tell-all memoir. Maybe she needed that, you know, calming, soothing warm, happy Christmas tree there to ease some of that anxiety. Yeah. And I know a lot of people were saying they thought it was old footage. And I think that's absolutely possible. I have no idea. But then some people said they spotted snow in the background of at least one of them. And then you were able to find her new star tattoo in another one, right? 
yeah, the star tattoo is there. Snow is there. I combed through the backgrounds of several videos going back several years, and I can't find an, an exact match. So with all those things combined, I do not think it is old footage. I think she put her Christmas tree up. Well, good for her. Merry Christmas, Brittany. We love you. <laughs> yes, Merry Christmas, Brittany. And, and another post that she made this week really had us spinning because we've been talking about these callback posts, feeling like she was talking about 2019 a lot, feeling like she was doing callbacks to the conservatorship and Free Brittany. And she put out a photo of her in that yellow top um, out on her little terrace area said three months ago, time flies at PSSSS. Meet River and then a rose emoji. <sighs> First of all, the yellow top was six months ago. But you know what? I'm going to give her the benefit of a doubt there because my concept of time is really horrible. So when I say three months ago, I could very well mean six months ago as well. Meet River is interesting because who's River? First of all, she's River Red. We know that. Maria River Red now. We we never even figured out the first time she changed her name to River Red. The second time when she changed her name to Maria River Red. And now she's reintroducing herself again as River. And I still don't know why that even happened. <laughs> but that boggles my mind. I know. I know. But of course, like you being so smart and putting things together, you immediately were like, well, when did she change her name to River Red that first time? And we or you went back and looked and you pulled up that post that I don't even think is on her page anymore. But it was from the time that she had announced that she was River Red, I think back in January. And I do want to kind of read this caption because it sent us on a tailspin because this was on the on the heels of us talking about the SJB trust and where is Britney's money and all this stuff. And so here's this caption. I'm going to read it. I've been at my Aunt Susie's house. We made three pies to give at church service this Sunday. I hear the men prefer cherry and the women prefer banana. I think my ignorant ways of trusting these trustees might have nowhere else to look, not at an ice bowl or to show relevance, but maybe my ass to intertwine real church service versus a blind-sided setup. Which one? PSSS. Different edit of red. So now that we know about now that we know more about the SJB trust and a lot of the things that went on there, I, I look at this post very differently. When she first posted this, I was totally confused. And I was like, what in the absolute fuck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> now the word trustees stood out to me immediately. And if you take this post and you look at it as if she's very cryptically speaking about her money and her finances and people she trusted with her money and her finances that did her dirty makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. And she said we made three pies. And as we discussed last week, there were three trustees on the SJB trust. Um, and the also the fact when she said to intertwine real church service versus a blind setup, well, we were talking about how they were intermingling her SJB trust money with the conservatorship money. Yep, absolutely. I took that as well as that's what she was talking about there because um, the church services being the SJB trust, which she knew about, was aware of, obviously, because she's the one who made that decision to set it up. And then the blindsided setup was the conservatorship and the trust that came out of the conservatorship. And now they're intermingling those two. 
So I want to know, like, what was she trying to tell us? Was she trying to point us here with Meat River and have us understand that her calling herself River or River Red has something to do with the SJB Trust? Possibly. Quite possibly. Then that brings me back. See, it it always goes into a deeper, deeper rabbit hole because I always think, what does Mars mean then? Because she's been talking about Mars since 2015. I always thought Red River referred to, I mean, River Red referred to Mars's Red River because we all know she has some sort of fixation with Mars. So is Mars financial as well? This makes me want to go back, which I'm exhausted thinking about it, but this (laughs) makes me want to go back and look at everything else again. Me too. I mean, we've always been really wondering about Mars. And back when she first started, or when I noticed she had been talking about Mars a lot, I was thinking it had something to do, I always said, with legal justice, because Mars is the god of war. And I was thinking that was her way of saying, like, I'm going to war with all the people that had wronged me. I I, I hope that still comes true. I mean, we got to see May 2024, maybe, maybe Mars time. And I hope it is. Yeah, I hope she goes completely God of War on these people. Me too. On that sad note, I do want to turn it a little around a little bit here for our wrap up, because I think there's been a lot of darkness and conflict and infighting and just general bad feelings within the Britney fandom and within the Justice for Britney movement. And this weekend, I went to my first ever Pride, um, and that was so much fun. I had the best time. Um, As someone who has been out as um, bi or pan, whatever you want to label me, I don't care, um, for, you know, well over a decade at this point, I've never made it to Pride. And This year I got to go and it was so fun. But what I really loved was, honestly, uh, there's music blasting everywhere, okay? There's all the time. It's a dance party in the streets. But I swear to God, whenever Britney Spears would come on, it, like, pride loses its shit. It loses its shit. And I'm sitting here, I was in the parade. So I'm like walking by and I'm, I'm dancing and I'm singing Britney at the top of my lungs. And I'm like making eye contact with people doing the same in the audience. And they were like, I love you. And I'm like, me too. And like, we were just really bonding in these moments together. And it just made me reflect so much on what Britney has meant to not only fans, but to the LGBTQIA plus community and I saw it in the flesh and I while I was walking I almost started crying because I was literally singing Britney with total strangers and dancing with them and I just remember thinking like I wish Britney could come experience this and see just the impact that she's had and the love that exists for her in this community it will never turn its back on Britney Never. And I just, if she rolled through this parade, I mean, she could be in the Pope Mobile, so nobody could touch her. I mean, the way that they would just lose their fucking minds and the love that she would feel, I hope she knows just how much this community adores her. I hope she knows too, because I've been um, just out at bars. And when Britney comes on, it's just a, a, just a sense of com- camaraderie amongst everyone. Like you automatically know whether you're, you're, you're a huge fan or not. Everyone knows the words to the songs and everyone loves Britney. 
She brings such a sense of fun and excitement and togetherness. And I think for a lot of people, as well as me, um, it's comforting and nostalgic. And she's such a big part of everyone's childhoods and the simpler times in everyone's life and just a very a loving, a loving, fun moment in history is Brittany. That's what she is. And that's what she gave us. And, and I've never been somewhere where Brittany starts playing and it's not an absolute blast. <laughs> yeah, I think we're both like tearing up a little bit <laughs> talking about I, this. Yeah. It's making me so sad, especially to think that the possibility of her not knowing that. I hope she knows that. She has to know that. She knows she's beloved. And she knows she's such an important person to so many of us. Um, I hope she knows that because it's the truth. It really is. You don't ever go anywhere and and hear a Britney song and have anyone say, oh, God, why is Britney Spears on? Nope. Everyone just starts singing, starts smiling, starts dancing, and starts having fun. Britney is a great uniter. And I just want her to know that. Like, the way, the importance that she has to people, um, not just the LGBTQ community, but the way that like all of us have been brought together as like close friends for life. I mean, we have made some of our best friends talking about Britney day in and day out. Britney brought together our friend Ashlyn with the love of her life across the world <laughs> in London because they found each other on TikTok talking about Britney and now they're in love and I just want her to know, if I could say anything to Brittany, I just want her to know how beloved she is and how much she means to people and how she has brought us together. I, I second that 100%. Um, and I thank her for that because there's not many, not many artists I can think of from that time period of, of my life when Brittany was at her height that I can say to this day, to this day is just as, if not more so, important to me as Britney Spears, quite honestly. And there you have it. Britney, you are everything. <laughs> and we love you. And we love you. And I hope that if she ever were to hear this, she would hear these stories and just know how much she's loved. And and that means no matter how she is, even if she's not the same girl we fell in love with um, so long ago, if she's changed and grown, we love her now just as much as we did then. We love her for her changes. We love her for her strength. And we are just so excited to continue to support Brittany. Amen. And on that note, thank you so much for joining me again this week, T. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm glad I could make you cry at the end. I feel like that's, that's a marker of a good story. <laughs> I, I'm emotional today, and, and it's an emotional subject. It really is. A lot of the time, I think we we work through this stuff, and I don't know how we hold it together, but we do. But sometimes it's it gets to you. It really does. And um, I'm happy that I'm crying at... It's happy tears, you know, right. thinking about all the good that Brittany brings to us. Well... Thank you so much for joining us again on the Brittany Army Barracks. And remember, people can take everything away from you. But they can never take away your truth. See you, See you next, next Tuesday, Tuesday bitches. bitches.